deli flow. I'm the dope and the antidote. Stay down the street from the package store. What you know? Going back and forth. In and out, moving lateral. Tools like mechanics, taking women for collateral. Put her on the saddle with a paddle and an Adderall. Just trying to string it down like Lattimore. Old time ass nigga, you are unemployed. I'm a gun to build with the furniture. You still getting the hell done, I'm on the tummy tuck. Yeah, I'm two chains, I'm on the double up. In the double R with a double cup. Yeah, double park, take a double yeah. I'm from the south side, gonna throw it up. Then I'm round lane, niggas give me phobia. Every bus I do need a coroner. They say I'm heavy handed when I'm pouring up. But C level, I'm on G level. Long as she naked. You are now tuned in to the number one podcast show, now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Welcome to Purse Talks with Swimmer and Bobby Raw, live on Bag Season, another podcast about nothing. Now, before we get started, make sure y'all like, follow, and subscribe at Bag Season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. And remember, the bag isn't always about money, but more so what you want out of life. This is episode six. I hate my job. Lego. What up, Bob? Purse was popping, man. Ain't nothing much, man. We chilling, man. You know, on this beautiful uh, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> man, we wait for the snow. We about to get the snow, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I don't. If snow doesn't bother me, bro. I, I, I it, like snow. I hate rain. Yeah, I don't like ice. Ain't not like a snow day. Ice is the a worst. A rainy day, bro. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, it rains. But we don't have any rainy days up in this podcast, man. We we got nothing but gems, and we drop them every single week. Here Every at week. the Bag Season Podcast, and welcome everybody that listens and tunes in to us. I am Swimmer, this is Bobby Raw, and you are now tuned in to Bag Season Podcast. And I want to thank everybody, as I do every week, for tuning in live with us. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram, that's at Bag Season, that's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. I am Swimmer, that's S-W-I-M-M-R underscore N-U-P-E-3. And I'm Bobby Raw at Triple B 1911. All right, let's get this thing started, Bob. I hate my job. Episode six. Yeah, man, but you know we got to do that recap. Damn, God. You you like to jump straight into the to the trying, water, yo, man. I be trying to get straight to it, man. But they be wanting to recap, so you know it is what it is. You know, we had some great we had great feedback, but you probably got what 200 messages on your phone. Sure. Literally, I mean. Every every two minutes, you was texting me was like, "Yo, going off last week, bro." I know, and um, but I, you know what it is. What's up? We're doing what we're supposed to do. We're being very open, very mm-hmm. transparent to Absolutely. where a lot of people that are listening. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the first time listeners too that tuned in for the first time and gave us your feedback because that's what we do it for. We actually do it for y'all, and I'm glad that y'all were able to listen and actually take away something and. Add it to your life to self-reflect because that's what we're here for, man. It's purse talks, real conversations about real things. And a lot of that real is what we all can understand. You feel me? It's something that we're all going through, the real. And this is real life. And 
that's what we're here for on Purse Talks, you know? Absolutely. And, and you know, shout out to those who are, who are taking the courage to actually, you know, take the steps necessary to have self-improvement. You know, that is a big deal. And that's a big thing that a lot of people, I think, it's hard to take a step back and look at yourself in the mirror and say, I have flaws. I need to work on this. I need to work on that. And shout out to all those people who are doing those things. You know, you are strong, okay? And you will get through whatever time or trying situation that you have because we're here to help you. And there's a lot of sources out there to help you. But we got a lot of stuff in store today with I Hate My Job. But first, we're going to do a short recap on the five love languages. And there's one specific thing that I saw that really was grinding me up. And I had to say it. I couldn't wait to, to, to really talk about this. Was I saw a post on Instagram where you know it had the five love languages on there. But then people were posting like, fellas, it's that simple. Or ladies, tune in. And to be honest with you, love languages is not simple. It's not simple at it's all. It's not just tune in. It's not any of that stuff. You know, it's it's a it's a bipartisanship. Okay? It's it's meaning that there's two parties involved when it comes to a love language. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you gotta make sure that not only are you listening to someone's love language, but you're also getting the proper love language that you are Needed. Needed. Right. And so, not what you want. It's what you need. What you need. And we wanted to make sure that we hit that on point when we talked about that. So, if you really need to hear what we had to say, make sure you tune into episode 5. We talked about the love languages. We go into specifics. There's actually a test out there and everything and all that stuff. But I, that really bothered me because it's not a simple thing. It's not just we're going to, you know, just tune in, da 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 It's you got to actually take the test and figure out what your love languages are and for your partner's love language so that you can properly love each other in the right way and really, really get the best out of your relationship or whatever it is when you talk about relationship, okay? Oh, another thing, too, um, I noticed about with people that were taking the test for the first time, mm-hmm. a lot of people took the test a second time right mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. yeah. and they were like, so what are my love languages? Because I took it again and it was different. Right. Lean more towards the first one because you were blind to it. Right. You did. It was very unfamiliar. Right. And the questions you were asking, well, basically not asking, you were answering from a gullible Right, place, a non-biased A non-biased. Like perspective, you right. Very non-biased in the way that you were replying. Right. Your second is kind of screwed because you understand what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Now you went back into it, and now you're second-guessing yourself. Right. Based off of what you want rather than what you need. So lean on the first one, evaluate yourself, self-reflect, and then I would say wait, what, like six months to a year? Yeah, I would say wait Before you take the second test? Yep. I mean, if you take the first one, before you even try to take the, the test a second time, just read the book uh, to give you a little bit more insight on what love languages are. Mm-hmm. And how to identify them. I mean, so. I mean, I, I, you, you hit it spot on. Episode 6. Episode 6. I hate my job. I hate my freaking job. Not me, but I, I mean, I hate my job. <laughs> can I can I drop some gems for Oh, you got gems? You want to you wanna start this off? Yeah, I definitely do. Okay. If you hate your job and you're listening, how about you quit? <laughs> Just quit. 
Stop complaining to do something about it. If you hate your job so much, quit. But the problem is a lot of people that are at this point mm-hmm. of, I hate my job, I'm on edge, they can't quit because they're leaning on a check. Ooh. They're depending on a check. Ooh. Well, I have some questions. For those people who are listening out there, I'm going to drop some questions for you. All right? And see if you fit into this category. Mm. You ready? Do you dread Mondays? Ooh. Okay? Do Ooh. you do you live for the weekend? Mm. Okay? Are you feeling stressed out throughout the week? Are you gaining weight? Do you experience headaches? Back aches? Knee aches? Aches and pains? Does your job not excite you anymore? Mm. Okay? That's a tough one. Do you feel less <laughs> engaged at work? Meaning like there's a meeting or a volunteer, you don't do it? Or you just go straight, you go into work and you come straight home? Like you don't even want to deal with anything it's at a work? Routine. Right. Do you find it hard to concentrate at work? Meaning like you feel sidetracked a lot of times, you, you're going to the bathroom every 30 minutes, you know, you're just hanging out, going to the snack machine, whatever. Do you have no energy to have fun outside of work? Mm. So meaning when you go home, you're like, That's it. yo, I'm home, I'm crashing, I don't feel like doing anything. Have you not had a raise in a long time? Mm. Okay. Got, got some insight on that too. Right. And are you always working even on your days off? At the same job though. At the same job. Okay. So like. You can definitely talk about that. List, like literally you're, you feel like you're working seven days a week. For those of you who have laptops, you can bring them home or whatever the case may be. Like, do you always feel like you're working? Or does your manager or management hold you back? Meaning your skills are not being utilized to their full potential. If you fall in any of these questionable categories, you can legitimately say that you can hate, hate your, your job. job. Okay? And we're going to break down all of these things right here because just like some of you who are listening out here, at one point I did hate my job. I hated a few jobs. Before. There you go. And... We can speak, we can speak on our personal, but we'll break these down. So let's start off with um, your skills not being utilized to their full potential. All right, so this is just, have you ever had, Bob, have you ever had an experience where you, you feel like your skills or your experience wasn't being utilized to its fullest potential? Um, I work in sales, so I would say yeah. Mm. Um... Obviously, sales is what you make it, mm-hmm. but you have to get the proper training and have the proper training, the proper tools mm-hmm. to be successful at any job. Okay. And if you don't have those capabilities, mm-hmm. it can hinder you from your growth and development as an employee and getting to the next step. Right. Um, but it's something that you have to be aware of mm-hmm. and understand and actually learn to have those conversations with your management. Yeah. With your supervisor. Like right. sometimes it's just the company that you're in, like that you're with. Absolutely. They don't have the funds for training. Yep. 
they give you the the two weeks before you're hired, and mm-hmm. then that's it, buddy. That's it. Yeah, you're on your own you're now. You're on. Yep. Uh, some employee, I mean, not some employees, some employee, uh, some employers, they actually take the time and effort to invest in their employees' training. Mm-hmm. So those are companies that give you continuous training throughout your career. Right. They look at internal promotion as a great thing. Mm-hmm. They 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 are continuously showing you how to get there. That's when you have the six month conversations, the yearly conversations, um, and you're just diving into your work um, so that you can understand what you need to do to get to the next step. I think a lot of people, when it comes to understanding their job, they just don't see it as a career. They just see it as, all right, I'm here nine to five. I'm trying to make it work. But instead of making it work long-term, we're Mm -hmm. just in it for the moment because we don't understand our plan. But that's something we can elaborate later on once mm-hmm. you get. Yeah, looking at looking at your job as a as a career versus a job. Yeah, those, those are those are big things. So, I mean, yeah, I've been in jobs where management holds you back. Matter of fact, I just had a conversation with someone yesterday, and they said, and I asked them, I you know, I said, hey, are you still at the same place? They said, no. I said, well, when'd you quit? He said, January this year. I said, really? Now, this is somebody who had been at the job for probably like six years. And he said, um, I said, well, why'd you quit? He said, because my management was holding myself and my employees back. So he was a manager. Mm. So he was a manager already. You know what I mean? And he felt that his boss was holding the whole entire staff back. Which, which can happen. Which can happen. So, I mean, I was like, wow, that's crazy. So, but he said, I feel great. He had like a peace of mind because now he's actually working at a job now where it's, um, it's actually better fit for him that he can actually, um, progress. You know what I mean? And use his skills you know, on that level. So I, I applaud him. It takes a lot of courage to just quit a job. Take a lot of courage. You know, and, and do it. And I think that's what a lot of people are scared of. I think a lot of people, they look look at it and say, you know, hey, like, I can't just up and quit a job, you know, because like you said, uh, you're, they're reliant on a paycheck. Um, and that's probably, what, 90% of the people out there, 95% of the people out there, I mean, it's, you know, and, they, and and studies show that if you do decide to quit your job, you need to have six to twelve months worth of bills saved. Saved. Okay, so save. Look, look, save duh. <laughs> save duh. Not, not. I can get it. No, nah, nah, you need to already have, have it. it in the bank, right? So if you if your monthly, you gotta quit with a plan, my guy. If your monthly bills are fifteen hundred dollars, they're saying that you should have somewhere in excess of. Eight thousand to fifteen thousand dollars in the bank saved. Saved up, and a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people jobs don't allow them to have that, and that's technically something that. What do you mean by that, Bob? 
All right, so in politics, what y'all need to y'all need to understand what's going on in 2020. 2020, you mean now? <laughs> yeah, technically. Yeah, technically. All right, now. all right, cool. All right, so understand now, uh-huh. but they're trying to pass laws across all all states to where regular housing, let's say cheapest rent eight hundred. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make minimum wage tied into tied into somebody that works minimum wage can pay for eight hundred dollars a month. Mm. So you mean rather than going so check the check. So you're talking about like HUD in the office of Urban development. Urban development. Yeah. Okay, so they were. It's in conversation to one raise minimum wage, mm-hmm. but also raise entry levels mm-hmm. to where you can afford that eight hundred dollars, but still have income left over. Mm-hmm. Rather than your check is a thousand dollars, your rent's a thousand dollars, and now you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in some states, you really can't afford minimum wage to even pay your rent. Right. Like New York, super high. DC, super high. California, up and down the coast, super fucking high. Right. If you live in the Bay, I'm sorry for you. Like, yeah, well, that's the number one tech city in the country. So yeah, I mean, but they, like you know, but the the you the, got the one average, bedrooms that are like three thousand dollars. The average bro. house in, in in San Francisco area costs somewhere in excess of like one point six million. It's ridiculous. Like the amount of how much it costs, and we're talking like the same house that I have is like two thousand square feet. Bro, when you like, can make six <laughs> figures and still be broke, that's considered that's, broke. That's ridiculous. In poverty, like that's right. So fucked up. Okay, so so. When we talk about, you know, savings and this and this and that, let's move to, you know, living for the weekend, dreading Mondays, you get the Sunday woes, uh, you know, you're, you're sitting here and you're like, damn, it's Sunday, I gotta, go to work. I gotta go to work tomorrow, I mean, I think 99% of us say that, the 1% that doesn't say it, like, true, truthfully, like, enjoys their job. I wouldn't even say that. Really? Okay. I would say more so they just enjoy the process Mm. and understand their plan. Like, obviously, yeah, everybody has that day or that time where it's like, damn, it's Monday. Mm. Is it Friday yet? But it all goes to say that sometimes if you understand your why you'll become a little bit more motivated and inspired to mm. get up and go. Understanding people, your why. A lot of people don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just going with the motions, and they don't have a plan, like a, a career outlook plan for the next five to ten years. Ding, 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 ding. We're going to talk about that later on in the podcast, Bobby. you jumping ahead of me, bro. Hey, man, but I'm excited that you've already hit those those points. But, you know, for those people who, who have a who, who have the Sunday woes and the and dread Monday, um, think about what Bob just said. Uh, really, when you think about it, you know, that's pretty much living for the weekend. And that type of mentality, that type of attitude will really put you in a funk. Like, man, you gotta it, learn indirectly. How to, you got to learn how to treat a Friday like it's Tuesday, man. Like right. It's 
Right. Like, it's a daily grind. Like, if Friday come here and you're just like, yo, like, it is what it is. Like, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. I had lunch. Like, I'm great right. for the rest of the day. Like, it is what it is. Right. But you didn't hit your numbers. You didn't hit your quota. You shouldn't be celebrating. What you celebrating for? You didn't achieve nothing for the week. You ain't hit none of your weekly goals. Mm-hmm. Not even a daily goal. Mm-hmm. But because it's Friday and you had a long week, you're just done. Right. You really need to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm ashamed of myself. Mm. I'm disappointing me. Right. That's not on your boss. That's not on your coworkers. Right, right. That's not on your girl. That's not on your mom. That's not on whatever happened to you before you walked through them doors. You are allowing whatever is going on on the outside affect your daily work schedule, mm-hmm. your workflow. To where you really need to look yourself in the mirror and say, why am I here? Why do I do what I want to do? Why did I sign up for this? Because that's only going to help you later on down the line to where you're looking for a promotion. Because people think like, yo, I've been here two years now and I still haven't been promoted. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Right. Bro, it's not about tenured. It's about production. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if your boss is a white man, a white woman, a black man, a black woman. They all want to see... Progress. If your progress doesn't help them see dollar signs, Mm -hmm. help them move in a more innovative way, all you're doing is hurting yourself. Right. And don't get it twisted. A lot of people don't want to move up. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are cool with just accepting the check. Going in every day doing the same thing for the past 25 years and they're cool. But if you're not cool with getting 40000 a year, do something about it. Mm-hmm. But the only way you're going to be able to be blessed with more opportunity is actually putting the time and effort in your own growth and development career-wise. Okay. And and it goes to say, if that's not the job for you, you really need to dive in to what your passions are and what your hobbies are, because sometimes that'll outline what you really should be doing. Hey, and let us know how you feel about uh, what we're commenting about. I mean, do you live for the weekends? Are you are you happy being stagnant at your job, or are you looking to get promoted? Hit us up at Bag Season. That's B A G S Z N underscore podcast. So let's talk. Um, so we talked about. So, so question would be like, okay, are you happy with the salary that you have? I think a lot of people would say they're not happy with the salaries that they have, um, which gives you some options here. Okay, so you just brought up the fact that we were talking about a hobby or a passion. Okay, myself, me speaking, I have multiple sources of income. And I feel like that is a necessity I think some people aren't really looking at. You know, I think, you know, you say nowadays, now you have to have multiple sources of Yo, income. The rich stay richer because they have multiple sources of income. Right. And they do you it. need multiple cash flows, period. And, right. And they do it through stocks, bonds, mutual funds, 
trust accounts, treasuries, management, all that fun stuff. Um, and if you don't know much about that, I think you should definitely dive into it. But we may have something in the future on the podcast. Coming soon. Coming soon. So we'll talk about that. So here we go. So multiple sources of income. So what would you say, Bob, in your opinion, how much salary would you need and let's just take the the normal person. Let's say they have no debt, like no credit card debt, no card loan, okay. minimal student loans. Okay, they're an early twenty something. Okay. okay, early to mid twenty something. What would you say a good salary would be, in your opinion, in order to? Did they go to school? Yeah. Okay. In order to. Let's say maintain, save, and get to the next level. So there's three different levels right there. So that means right, I need three so different salary numbers. What do you think? I'll say fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. For the for the baseline. For the baseline. For the baseline. And I'm going based off of entry level. Okay. Fifty thousand. That'll cover multiple. Industries mm-hmm. as entry level because most entry levels are around between 40 and 35, 50. 35 to 40. It depends, five. depends on the company, depends on the company, depends on experience, depends on the graduation, depends on all that. Fun all stuff. that, yeah, so yeah. let's just go with 50 uh-huh. as the entry. All right. Um, if you're living below your means, you don't have no debt, so with 50,000, I would say. Every two weeks, that's fifteen hundred after taxes, and that's somebody yeah. that's not working in sales on commission. It's around that. About that, close. Yeah, close about that. Yeah. If you let's say fifteen, fifteen every two weeks, let's say you have a four hundred one k from your job, mm-hmm. which you should you be. You should have. You should be contributing the max amount whatever your company matches, and I will get into that. And a different podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about that yes, later. Yes, please. Um, let's just say they have a stock option. We'll talk about that later on, what that looks like. But let's just say that's an extra $100 out of that 1500 that you're collecting. So, yeah, you can have 1400 every check, mm-hmm. which is roughly around $3,000 a monthly. Before any of your bills come out. But. Yeah. Living below your means. Yeah. Let's say rent 800. Say you have a simple car note. 200. Insurance. Let's just say 200. Mm. Groceries. 200. Gas is about. 160. Bills. So, So basically one check will take care of all your bills. Yeah. So that'll leave you with fifteen hundred of disposable income. Now, what are you gonna do with that income? That's the biggest question that a lot of people. I'm gonna turn up. <laughs> nah. Pop bottles. Nah. Buy Jordans. I'm gonna nah. buy. I'm gonna buy bags. Yeezys. Nah. I'm gonna buy, buy some shit to stun on the hood. No. Like... No. 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 Why? No. Why? It's I'm my not, money. No. It's your money. But guess what? You're getting nothing in return for that money. All you're doing is getting, all you're doing is looking fly for the next person who's not really going to give two shits about you when it comes to, 
I need groceries in the house. No, so, but here, I got, but I got these new. I don't care about that. I got listen, these red bottoms, bro. Listen, if you're trying to attract the right person, that that stuff's not gonna matter. What's gonna matter is that you're capable of keeping yourself afloat financially on your own without having to worry about how fly you look. Boom. And so the bottom line is, when we say multiple sources of income, okay, like I literally work seven days a week. Literally work seven days a week. There's not a time where I'm not off. If I'm not working my nine to five, which I have, I have a very good salary and I, and I appreciate my job very much. I've been there for a while, five years plus. Um, you know, I'm out doing this or out doing that. And I'm, you know, I make an extra few thousand dollars every, every, you know, month or so, you know? And, and so basically it's, it's allowing you to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like the fruits of your labor is, 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 is the money guy. that you're allowing to enjoy yourself. Let me, let me explain this. What's up? I'm a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. A simple $2,000. Perfect song for you, bro. Yeah. A simple $2,000 <laughs> a month, I believe, is roughly around, what, let's see, yeah, about $25,000 for the year. That's an extra twenty grand a year. Mm-hmm. That's doing, yo, that's simple. That is, what, fine at every week? Mm-hmm. About. Doing your, doing your, yep. doing, just doing you. Yep. Five hundred a week. Yep. That could be you doing hair. Yep. That could be you putting brakes on. Yep. Oil changes. That could be you Lyft, yep. Uber. Yep. That could be you doing Grubhub. Yep. That could be you being de- being a DJ, a trainer. You could be reffing games. You could be a caterer. You, you could be do- caterer. You could be server. Bartender, part time, like something. It's it's. Let me ask you, ladies and gentlemen, who are listening to this podcast. Twenty, if you had an extra twenty five thousand dollars for a year's worth of working a little extra or doing a side hustle. That's it, a side hustle. What would you do with this money? Twenty five thousand. I'm blowing it. You're blowing it. I'm blowing it. No, 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 no. Uh, all right, yo. On some real shit. On some real shit. Don't blow it. If you had an extra twenty grand, you need to really invest it. Right. And um, invest it in. There's multiple ways when we say invest. When we say invest, there's multiple avenues of investing. It's not always about stocks and all that. Mm-hmm. But that is an avenue. But when I say invest, I mean invest into yourself. That means sometimes take trips. Okay. Self health. I mean, self love, self care. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Buying property. Oh. So with the extra twenty grand, let's just say, ten percent of that you can put down on a first time home buyer. Oh yeah. And get a seller's assist at five percent. We'll talk about that later. Um. But I mean, but so no, so no, so that's so hard. Asset collateral. Yep. Okay. Uh, you could, if you're into music. Hmm. You could invest that money into studio time, okay. shows, travel, okay. right. equipment. Equipment. Yep. Of uh, your DJ, I yep. mean, mm-hmm. artwork. Yep. Supplies. Mm-hmm. If you're an architect. Right. 
invest into yourself with the extra twenty thousand goes a long way. And I got I got one like, I got one big one for you. What? If you're looking to start your own business, boom, what are we doing with it? Investing all of it into myself, into my business. Mm. And I am going to create my own brand and my own everything. Mm. This way, entrepreneurship. This way, when you decide that you ultimately want to get rid of that nine to five that you hate oh so much, that gives you the Sunday woes, that gives you the morning buzzes, that gives you the Friday woohoos. Okay, you already be set and established, and you don't have to worry about none of that stuff. Wait, uh huh. What you do? What do I have to do? No, but you do. Okay. Let's, let's, so, oh, but I have to worry. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Okay. You the reason why I say that is because a lot of people that hate their jobs, mm-hmm. they they always say, hey, like, I'm so ready to be my own boss, X, Y, Z. I'm tired of working for other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they don't have a plan of what it looks like mm-hmm. for when they are their bosses. You feel me? Yep. Because if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to understand business. Yes. Yes. One day you're going to have employees. In the same way that you felt at that job that you just left or want to leave so bad, mm-hmm. how are you going to make that environment healthy for your employees to say, yo, I love working here? Mm. So, let us know what you think, people. Let us know what you think about our extra income, uh, you know, multiple sources of income when it comes to jobs. Would that actually help refresh your mind, body, and soul with your normal job and give you some peace of mind mm-hmm. later on in the future? Please let us know. Hit us up at Bag Season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. Now, before we transition into the next phase of the podcast, I... I just want to share some words with y'all, mm. and I just want y'all to understand that life is all about opportunity, okay. and what you make of that opportunity. Opportunity is all about growth, progress, and advancement, and you should never settle. Trust in your skills, talents, and abilities, and know your worth, and understand what you bring to the table, and how... A company can benefit from this long term. Mm. And that company can be you Mm. or your current employer. A lot of y'all need to understand that it's time to get out of your comfort zone and use these interactions. Because your network with these connections and interactions can actually create a better life for you. Mm. It's time to wake up, man. It's 2019. There's a lot of different avenues out here to generate residual income. And to better your situation if you're not a hustler on the side of seeking extra potential when it comes to income. Right. But you also need to understand yourself and what you're good at. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you like your job, you like the field that you're in, and you're just ready for that next door to open, Mm -hmm. you really need to be able to tell your story. And a lot of people 
can't tell their own story outside of, well, this is what I've been doing for the past three years. Right. But I just want y'all to take those words and use those as encouragement as we transition into the next phase of I Hate My Job. Right. And you know, um, Bob, those are powerful words. Fantastic. Um, I, You know, and... Um, like I said, we do this for, for the people. We do this for, for everybody who listens to us. And, and like I said, we want to take the time out to really appreciate you guys. Um, so, well, it's, it's, some of you are probably asking the question, well, what do I do now? Like, okay. We, Quit. <laughs> we figured out all these all these little triggers. We have, you know, we got stress, we got woes, we have this, we're not making enough money, da 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 So what do we do? So you say to yourself, okay. Ask yourself this question. Do you enjoy what you do? Okay? It's a simple question. It's a yes or no question. Okay? If you do, that's fantastic. Because guess what? Salary probably doesn't matter to you. Okay? Because you really do enjoy what you do. And you don't look at it as work. It's leisure. It's mm-hmm. something you truly do enjoy. It's a passion. Right, and you're honing your stone. You're polishing it and making it as fine as it possibly can. You're probably networking, okay, and you're going to continue to network to improve your overall basis of people that will support you and that will help you grow and develop even more, right? And then you're probably also, if you're working at a job or if not, probably updating your resume constantly mm-hmm. to show what you're doing to improve yourself. So this goes along with you, Bob, about telling your story. Everybody should be updating their resume every three to six months. Three to six months, you should be updating your resume. A lot can happen from that in, in that time. From year to year, month to month. Mm-hmm. So if you got a new, uh, let's say you did a new training, or you got a new cer- certification, you got a new certificate, updated, updated it. You got a promotion, updated, updated, and it. Or if you, you know, if you're working to get into a different field, you need to tailor. You need to your tailor resume your resume to that. that field, so that it looks appealing to someone in HR who's looking at your resume. To say, okay, well, Bob, you were in sales. Now you're trying to transition to IT. How does how does how do you com- how do you combine the two? Mm-hmm. So I actually have two resumes. Okay. Um, I have one that highlights my stats. Okay. Um, based off of performance. Mm-hmm. But then I also have another one that explains like my daily tasks. Gotcha. And explains my title because. Certain titles at certain companies mean different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I work in sales. Mm-hmm. But I also have a marketing degree mm-hmm. with um, with a minor in management. Okay. But when you say marketing, most people think of just sales. Not knowing that sales and marketing in certain companies is two different departments. Right. It's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody can say, hey, I work in PR. But when you think of PR, you think of advertising. But for certain companies, PR can be in marketing, it can be in advertising, it can be in sales. Mm-hmm. 
you need to be able to highlight performance-wise and work-wise mm-hmm. what your title actually indicates what you do for that specific company. So it sounds like to me that a cover letter would go well with your resume. Because... Sometimes it... I cover mean, letter, depen- cover it letters depends. are good depending on... Right. If you're, let's say, you're looking to go into, like, management, you need a cover letter to tie into that type of job based off of the requirements that that job is asking for. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to tell your story in two paragraphs. Two to three paragraphs. Short and sweet. Mm-hmm. But with your side resume, it just needs to highlight what you do. So if you, if your job consists of you making... 100 calls a week, you need to say that. If your job indicates you working on 12 cases, 30 cases a quarter or something like that, you need to explain that because another job, their requirements might be, hey, I noticed that you did 100 calls. Well, here you need to do 300. Mm -hmm. Are you capable of doing that? Are you okay with doing that? Right. Every job and company is different, so you need to really understand, all right, this is what I've been doing. Where do I want to take that Right. for my next step? Because you shouldn't be moving job to job because a lot of people in HR look at that as what is going on. Mm-hmm. Why haven't you been at a company two to three years Four to five years, like what's going on? Right, where's the consistency? Um, and and so you know that those are those are great, great, great points. Um, so ultimately, if you're, I guess, happy with your job per se, um, and let's say you want to become an entrepreneur. You know, research what you need and create your own brand. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's a, that's the bottom line. Now, let's say you're not happy with your job. Quit. You're not happy with your job, and you just hate you just hate life. Quit. Um. Ask yourself this question: What is holding me back? Myself. Ultimately, what is holding me back? Look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself what's holding me back. So once you figure that out, first thing you're going to do is not quit, like Bobby said. Quit. Create a plan. Definitely need a plan. You have to create a plan. It all starts with brainstorming. It's a When it says plan, I'm looking at... Two-year windows, five-year windows, ten-year windows. I would even get more granular. I would go down to six months, probably. The six, six months. months to a year. Because that could be that could be training, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so. You know, um, and then find out what you need in order to push yourself in the direction where you want to go. Let's say you work in IT, for instance, and you want to become a coach. Well, what athletic certifications do you need? What, you know, what, uh, you know, 
state certifications you need. I know you need like you need to have a child abuse background. You need to have this. You need to have that. What type of experience do you have with this and this and that? You got to figure out exactly what requirements are there for the job that you need. Once you find that out and you finish brainstorming, put it into action. Don't sit back and wait for things to happen. Be proactive, not reactive. The way that you be proactive, guys, utilize your sources as LinkedIn, Indeed. Use Google to help you with your plan. Like It's, it's as simple as to be a financial analyst. Mm-hmm. That could be a search. To be a financial analyst. <laughs> right. That's all you need. And it's right. going to outline, hey, you want to be a dermatologist? What do I need to have? Mm-hmm. They're going to out, yo, there's, there's somebody that is going to tell their story to help you out. There's resources, there's programs that's going to outline what you need to do to get to the next step. Sometimes it ain't always about a door opening up. It's just, hey, you just have to become more experienced. Right. And, uh, and once you take that step towards that direction, the door will open up. Absolutely. And so um, you hinted on a really, really important thing there, Bob. You said networking. You said Google. You said LinkedIn. Um, it's not always about your friends, man. Like, a lot of people, when you think of networking, they feel as though it's their circle. Yeah, you got to get, nah, gotta get beyond like, the circle. Like if, you're, like, if you're big in real estate... You need to have real estate friends. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you're a nurse, your friends need to be nurses. nurses. Mm-hmm. Like, whether they're associates, whether they're y'all become close knit, mm-hmm. y'all college friends or whatever. Like, y'all need to be having these discussions. Right. Like, if you're an entertainer, you need to be you need to be around entertainers. That's the only way you're going to get better. Still sharpen still. If you don't put yourself in a position to be successful, you only have yourself to blame, huh? Right, and you know, I will say that LinkedIn helped me get into my promotion that I got in November. And and also, that process took a year for me to get a promotion. Okay, a year. Explain that to the people. So... For the ones that are impatient. Because time is everything. (laughs) Listen. If you really want something, okay? I'm I'm literally writing down and telling you exactly what to do. um, Because I I remember when I I got my promotion, everybody... I had about 10 people email me at my current job. You know, I work for a Fortune 500 company. And it's huge. We have tons of... departments and people were emailing yo how did you how did you transfer how did you get this how did you get that and I literally told them exactly play by play I had a plan as far as where I wanted to go I looked at to see what I needed to get in that department I went outside of my job to look for certifications licenses and I investigated what I needed on that front Okay, then I started networking. I networked to certain people, certain individuals that put me in contact with the right people. Once I got in contact with those people, I then had conference calls with them and picked their brains 
as much as I possibly could. Which you can do. Which you can do. Okay. Don't ever feel like you can't talk to nobody at your job. Right. Pick pick their brains. Um, I have talked to my boss all the time. Right. I mean, and then after I picked their brains, then I was able to work on my certifications, work on licenses, work on training, honed my resume to the position, and then I was able to get a shadowing opportunity, in which case I treated that as an opportunity. That was the foot in the door that I needed that I took that as a job interview. I took that opportunity as, hey, this is me. I'm presenting myself. Even though my skills may not completely translate to what you're doing, I have the capabilities, I have the experience, and I have the professionalism to do the job at hand. And and this is me presenting myself to you. Fast forward about a few months, a position opened up, I applied, and I got it. So, and that was a year span, but that was, it took consistency mm-hmm. and persistency. Is that a word? Persistence. Persistence. Yeah. <laughs> In order to, to get what I ultimately wanted. And now, right now I have the job that I want. Okay. So it's a blessing. So it is a blessing and I'm a hundred percent grateful for it. So when people are out there saying that, man, it takes time it take everything is not Instant gratification. We talked about that on our on our episode two podcast with social media. It, it is everything is not an instant gratification. It takes time. It takes work. It takes effort. Without those three things, you won't advance anywhere in life. I definitely want to tell my story on that because. So, when I got out of school, it took me like it took me like a year and a half to like actually like find a job. Okay. I used to work for Enterprise XYZ, but I was working at school. Uh-huh. Came back home like, yo, I work in the city. I mean, it would be more opportunities XYZ. Bro, I wound up working part-time at Trader Joe's for like a year and a half. Mm. They tried to get me on like a manager track XYZ okay. because of my background, but yo, they make great ass money to at Trader Joe's too. Bro, part-timers make like 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> Not managers at all. They're making like $50,000 a year. Nice. <laughs> On some real shit, that's kind of lit. As a part-timer, I'm making 50000 Like, that's lit. But I didn't want to re- retail. Like, I always knew I wanted to be in B2B sales. So it took me about a year. I'm skipping work, calling out just to go on interviews, XYZ. Mm-hmm. After a year... Like, and I did bullshit jobs. Like, I, I worked at, like, a scammer drum where, like, they were, like, selling, like, Verizon cable and all that. Mm-hmm. But it wound up be, being a scam where, like, yo, like, I worked for, like, three months, didn't have any money mm-hmm. coming in. Oh, like, dead ass. Like, so you worked, like, for, like, a facade company. Yeah, thinking, wow. like, they were legit. Wow. I was burnt out of, like, three months of money. Don't know why the hell I stayed there for three months. <laughs> but... You were, no, I was, them, you were giving them the benefit of the doubt. I was doubt, giving the benefit of the doubt. I'm yeah, like, all right, okay. cool. The money's going to come in on the back end. Right, okay. Technically, that's all the right. way the conversation was going. But once it started that third month, I technically was like, 
this close to like beating the boss up and he was a young guy <laughs> like dead ass I walked yeah. in the office in sweats and a hoodie was like bro where my money at if I don't have my money I'm beating you the fuck up like they literally had to like call security like take me out <laughs> like that's how bad it was bro classic like, Bobby but that was like the first learning lesson mm-hmm. of like being patient fast forward I get an opportunity um, shout out to all the recruiters and staffing firms out there. Um, I'm t- I get tired of people saying that there's no jobs out there. No, there's lots of jobs. But people there. get hired every day. Right. And if there wasn't any jobs out there, there wouldn't be a fill around recruiting and staffing. Right. Which is a billion dollar industry. Right. And there's a lot of people that work these positions that make six figures plus. So let me just piggyback you and I don't mean to interrupt you. But for those who are looking for a job, sometimes you have to take a step back and and enable to take a leap forward. Always. Okay, so just be mindful of that. So go ahead. I'm sorry about it. So fast forward, working for uh, I get hired working for Xerox. Uh, uh, Xerox outside of working for corporate, they have which is called dealers, mm-hmm. and I was working for like the second largest Xerox dealer in like the Northeast. Um. Learned a lot working for Xerox because they actually helped me polish my B2B skills, my selling skills. Um, quick track, you kind of get thrown in the fire because mm-hmm. yeah, you, their training is only like a week and it's like, it's just scripted. Okay. You go through the script, they give you a certification. Right, right, now right. you're thrown in the fire. If you, it's, it's one of those where you sink or swim. Sink or swim, all right. To the point where you have to be on your game because this type of environment is once you get out of training, you basically got 90 days to make a sale. If you're not selling, bro, they're, they're chalking you. you bro, retention was crazy. <laughs> and I worked it for like two years. Uh-huh. I was being real successful XYZ. But the reason why I'm telling this story is because you get to that point where it's like, yo, I want more money. Mm-hmm. I want a promotion. I'm like, yo, like, I'm doing all this. I'm seeing all this money coming in. Obviously, people are, turnover is crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, an opportunity came my way. Mm-hmm. And because of the money, bro, I took it. Right? Mm-hmm. It was like a $30,000 jump. Okay. Right? I saw the money, I jumped. I went, I went to it. Looking back, I wouldn't have took it. The reason why is because after six months of working there, at the new position, the company folded. They got brought out and the whole department got canned, got laid off. Mm. I've never been laid off a day of my life. It was the worst feeling ever, bro. Mm -hmm. Think about it. I left a place where, like, I was cool. Right. I was successful, X, Y, Z, but I saw the money and I was like, fuck it, like, we out. We're going. We, we out. We, I'm yeah. good. Not knowing that they were going through two years of acquisition with another company coming in to buy them out. Mm-hmm. If I would have knew that, I wouldn't have accepted the role. Because all, all the work that I've done for them within that five-month span mm-hmm. meant nothing. 
because the company coming in was already pushing already, everybody yep, out. They, they had their agenda so, already. So yep. I go back on the job market, work AT and T for like two months. I get a call, ladies like, "Hey, um, are you in the market for X Y Z? Blah blah blah." She found me on Indeed. She sends me this link. Probably one of the coolest interview processes ever that I ever had. And this is with my current company. Fast forward, sit down with with the guy, which is actually my supervisor. Come to find out, he's one of he's a, he's family at the end of the day. Okay. <laughs> but I got the job on the spot. Mm. Later on, come to find out that yeah, we're related somehow. But I say that to say this that it's really time. And you can't be looking at it as, yo, it's all about the money. Mm -hmm. Because the money will put you in a situation to where experience and all that means nothing. Right. And these companies that are reaching out to you or you're reaching out to them, you really need to take a step back and actually do research and understand what they got going on. Because what they got going on really can affect you long term. Whether it's you trying to grow mm-hmm. or you trying to get more money out of the deal. Because sometimes companies just don't have the money to give. Or they're in like a hiring freeze. Mm-hmm. Which will hinder your promotion at that time. Right. And sometimes you just have to understand that because... That six months that I wasted at a company that laid me off, I could have used that six months to kill it at my past job Mm -hmm. to potentially help me get promoted, X, Y, Z. But all I saw was the money. But all I saw was the money. (laughs) Right. You feel me? Right. But I say that to say this, that you really got to, like, understand your why and what you want and have a plan because... That will really outline what you want career-wise. That will identify what you want in a company. Because sometimes it's okay to leave a company if your benefits are horrible, too. If if there's some companies out here who have shitty 401ks, expensive health benefits. Mm -hmm. They have health care benefits, but they don't... They're the bottom of the barrel. Bro, you're... Your, your, premiums, co-pays, your co-pays, your premiums are yeah. horrible. Like, right. yeah, right, right, right. That's it. Th- those are. And when you look at stuff like that, bro, like that's real life adulting. Like, yeah, <laughs> all that really matters. And like, if you got kids and all that stuff, like that, that really should matter. When it's like, yo, like I'm ready to leave. Like, my mom been trying to leave her job for like five years. But because of her benefits and all that, and, like, she's been setting, like, her 401k, she's just, like, I'm settling. Like, and I'm like, Mom, why? But she's like, if I need to leave because of a family emergency on, like, a random Tuesday at, like, 1 o'clock, she can do it. If she needs her check, like, a loan or something like that, mm. her company will do it. Mm. Like, it's, it's little stuff like that that really matters where it's like, what am I willing to give up for that next opportunity? But that's a whole nother topic. Speaking of what you're willing to give up, um, for me, 
my peace of mind was the biggest thing for me um more than anything okay um I was at a job that was I was extremely stressed out to the point where I, I developed an ulcer. It was the job, not the company. It right? was the job. Okay. Okay. When the company, well, the company was overseeing what my job was told told me to do, but I had developed an ulcer, and I would sit in the parking lot every morning and throw up. Literally trying to figure out how I was going to maintain my quotas and things like that every day. And to me, that was no way to live. And I had a conversation with my mom and she was like, you know, Daryl, it's not always about money. Like you just said, it's about peace of mind. And sometimes you got to take a lower salary, but have happiness behind it. And so... There's a in order for life for you to live life, work has to have balance. You have to have balance with work life. Work life balance is definitely key. And play and play life balance. And for me, I put all of that in perspective. So my biggest perspective is this. If you don't like your job, don't fucking complain about it. Do something about it. If you're going to sit there and complain about it, then you might as well just shoot yourself in the foot. Because nothing's going to change, your mindset's going to be the same, and you're just going to be stagnant for the rest of your life. It's all a a mindset. But if you don't like your job, don't complain about it. Take action. Do what you need to do to make a change. Make a change. Look at yourself in the mirror. Just like we tell everybody with everything else. With self-care, with toxicity, with, with everything we've talked about in our podcast. It's all about you. It's all about you. Take the moment and seize it. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Seize the day. Look at yourself and make sure that you can make the changes. But if you decide to make the changes, just go for it. Just go for it. There's nothing. You don't have anything to lose. But you have everything to gain. Let us know what you think about the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know how you feel about your jobs. Let us know how you feel about Bob's story, about my story. Let us know some feedback. You can hit us up at Bag Season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. My name is Swimmer. That's S-W-I-M-M-R underscore N-U-P-E-3. And I'm Bobby Raw at Triple B 1911. And... If you're in a position to where you're looking for a new job and you're having trouble with finding it, you need some resources, need some contacts, feel free to slide in them DMs at Bag Season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. And we'll give you some context and some insight on how to better your situation. Um, with that being said, you know what I mean? Talk to your friends. Like, y'all should have these real discussions about y'all careers. Talk about what they got going on. Because what they're doing might be able to influence you to help you get over the hump, too. But, we done. 
We done. Let us know how you feel about everything. Hey, Bob. We out, bro. Episode 6. I hate my job. We out.